Hello, and welcome back to the Court Sense Podcast. Hope everyone had a Merry Christmas, because whoever was hoping to unwrap the gift of Hawaii holiday hoops will unfortunately have to wait a while longer. The Rainbow Warriors' two-game series against Cal Poly set for Sunday and Monday at Simplify Arena was canceled this week due to a positive COVID test among the Mustangs, who didn't make the trip out to the islands at all. It was the latest blow to the Big West league-wide scheduling, which is already in tatters amid an explosion of COVID cases in California. It was the fourth of five BWC opening weekend pairings to get the axe. Only UC Irvine against UC Santa Barbara is still on as of Saturday afternoon. It was a pretty disappointing development if you were hoping to see more of the emerging freshman Bawali Bales and his energetic style of play at the point, coming off a six-point, five-assist outing as a surprise starter in an 89-66 win over Hawaii Hilo on December 19th. Bales looked ready to assume the vacant playmaking role, and he was awarded with a team-high 28 minutes. The Rainbow Wahine also had their two games set against Cal Poly canceled in San Luis Obispo. Now both teams, men and women, will, knock on wood, open league play against UC Riverside on January 8 and 9. Man, after a first week like that, you have to wonder how this is going to work. Thankfully, we still have something more to talk about this week because former Bo Brandon Spearman was kind enough to join me for a conversation recently about his time out here, his seven-year pro career in places like Germany, France, and Egypt, and he had some interesting things to say on playing for Gib Arnold, the NCAA investigation saga, and what happened to the one-and-done tip of the spear award that was awarded by Gib Arnold in 2014. So, here we go. Check out Mike and Kara at Nokoi Automotive in Kalihi for all your vehicle repairs and maintenance needs. Quick turnaround, affordable, honest, and ASE certified. Call or text 842-6453 to schedule an appointment today. That's 842-MIKE or email nokoiauto at gmail.com. The best part, mention the Court Sense podcast for a 10% discount. All right, this week on the Court Sense podcast, it is an honor to be able to catch up with a guy that I had the privilege of covering at the University of Hawaii for two full seasons. Brandon Spearman played in 2012-13 and 13-14 in Manoa and has since enjoyed a, a very successful pro basketball career the last seven years. So, uh, Brandon Spearman, welcome to the pod, man. Uh, thanks for having me, B. I appreciate you being on the podcast. and Let's get this going. Uh, Spear, it's been a wild year for everyone, and I think yourself included. Uh, you've you've played in, as I said, a number of far, uh, you know, far uh, locations from here, um, multiple continents. Last year, you were in Egypt of all places. Um, I didn't even know that they had like a like a pro basketball league there until I, I saw that you had signed there, and then you you played uh, most recently in Finland uh, and came back stateside. So. Please, can, can you just give uh, people an update on, on what life has been like for you lately? Well, so I was just played in Finland, and um, I signed a contract there for to be there for nine months, but it ended up not going well. The um, the season ended up basically stopping this. They end up stopping the season in December uh, this month because of COVID reasons, and that was a big part of me from uh, leaving Finland uh, to come back to the states. So uh, I'm just happy to be back uh, back home. Uh, this will be my first time spending Christmas back home in 
in years. I can't remember. So, <laughs> so this is great. It's a great feeling. I uh, get to be home, spend time with my mother, spend time with my well, my parents, my friends, and uh, and I get to enjoy Christmas in the United States. So, uh, it's nothing better than that. Yeah, you know I, that didn't even occur to me that you would have been gone for that on an annual basis. Because I mean, the pro seasons in these uh, in these European countries and and wherever else, I mean, they typically last yeah through the winter right into the into the springtime for the most part. So, um, I guess yep. home for you is is Chicago, right? I mean, that you're you're Chicago guy. Uh, and I think you're in Vegas right now, but are you, you going back there like in the near future? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I have a flight to go back uh, to Chicago uh, next week, actually. So I'll get to spend the holiday season with my fam. And uh, yeah, so it's been a couple of years. Um, so my fam had the opportunity to fly uh, to Europe and uh, spend spend like one or two Christmases with me. So I was, that was a big blessing to have that to happen. And, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm just excited to be home. Uh, I've been overseas playing for so many years in uh, so many countries. And I love each and every one of them. Everyone have every, you know, every country is, you know, a little bit different than others, but uh, I enjoy it for the most part. Yeah. So Brandon, I mean, this year, like we talked about, it's it's been such a weird year with with COVID happening and and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. I guess when they announced that they were shut shut down or at least pausing, uh, I think you got in like ten games or something right up there. Uh, if I if I read correctly, um, you right. know, did you immediately make up your mind like, all right, I'm I'm just I'm I'm coming back and and I'm looking for a new situation, or was there a thought that you could that you would be going back up there? How, how did that kind of work? Uh, well, pretty much, um, I think from management side and my side, we both agreed on that it's best for us to break the contract and for me to go find an uh, opportunity elsewhere in a different country. Uh, I think it was best for me, um, as of right now, just because, uh, COVID is stopping so many leads right now in Europe. Uh, so many leads are starting up, so many leads are uh, coming to a close and we was one of those leads that um it, um that stopped you know for for just a mandatory you know just for a little time so um like i said uh it was something that i had to do i had to make a quick decision uh both sides agreed on it and um i'm happy about it um it was very cold up there <laughs> it was very cold can imagine so i'm happy <laughs> i'm happy Believe that place. <laughs> well, uh, Spear, you also, I mean, you started off your pro career, correct me if I'm wrong, in Germany, uh, enjoyed a, a very strong uh, couple of years there, if memory serves, and then you made your way over, I think, to France, and and you've also played in Czech Republic. Uh, mm-hmm. What have you learned just, like, being in these in these European countries and Egypt, of course, in, in you know, the north, north part of Africa? Uh, what have you experience like over these seven years as a pro overall uh i just think the people the people that i met uh over the you know over the years man i met some great people and you know i exchanged with some people that you know that become you know we're, we're friends now you know i have friends in different continents i have you know i've uh i didn't seen things that people wish they can you know they can see you know i didn't did things people which they can they can do, you know, and I'm just grateful 
uh, that, you know, that happened. Uh, for me to have the opportunity to travel around the world and do what I love still, you know, uh, I, I see so many people, you know, not playing the game anymore. So many people can't play the game because of injury, but um, I'm still here staying strong, um, playing the game that I love. And, and who knows, uh, next time maybe I'll be in China. You know, you just never know, you know, with this game. Uh, with this business, you know, um, I think learning, leaving UH, you know, like, you know, at UH, I was, I was so like, I played, it was so much fun to be on that court, you know, it was so much fun, uh, to be competing with your brothers, you know, um, but I think when I left UH, that's when business hit me, you know, that's when I started thinking business of like, oh, okay, well, Okay, let me maybe this opportunity is better than me. You know, you know just just different opportunities, uh, different uh, salary, different. You know, a lot of things come into mind. You know, when you leave, so uh, it's a big difference. It's a big difference um, going country to country, uh, dealing with coaches that probably never even you know just never even coached. Maybe they just, you know, coaching from a book. They learn how to coach through a book, you know, or, or a coach coming from a, a basketball academy, you know. It's it's just so many different, um, so different, you know, so different. But like I said, I'm happy. Um, and I mean, I, I'm happy to experience all the countries that I've been in. And who knows, probably it's more left in the tank for me. But uh, I'm just very grateful. Yeah, I mean, you're you're what, man? Like twenty nine, uh, thirty somewhere in, the, in that range. Still, like in the in the prime of your career. Still, yeah, still, still in prime right now. <laughs> but I feel like I'm thirty seven, man. <laughs> yeah, I guess you you probably have had a lot of wear and tear along the way. Um, what do you have a? I mean, of all the places we named off, do you, I mean, do you have a favorite? What was your what was kind of your your best experience? I mean, taking into account basketball, but also just you know, life in that place and, and the kind of people that you were around? Um, I would have to say France was a, a great country to be in. I think just because of I'm such a laid-back, relaxed guy, and they are, like, the same. Even <laughs> though if you don't speak their language, even though if you don't speak their language, they're going to be a little sassy toward you because they want anybody that come in their country to speak English. You know, I try... Even though, like, like, I tried to, like, order some food or whatever, but the guy didn't understand me. But he knew English, but he wanted me to say it in France. You know, that type of stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah, they, like, they want you to learn their language, like, fast. Like, I'm like, hey, I just got in the country a month ago. Like, this is going to take some time, time, <laughs> you know. But but France was definitely fun. Uh, I love the food. Uh, I love the people. Uh, just the architect. Uh, around the country is great. Um, yeah, I love to go back. I love to go back. Yeah, that, that was great. That was probably the best country. Probably the best country for me. All right. Well, I that's that's great in all spirit, but I got to ask you about Egypt too, man, because I have to imagine that was a uh, a little bit of a, a culture shock in, in probably a, an entirely different way when you arrived there. I, I don't know of many other guys who have played pro ball in Egypt. Uh, you're definitely the first guy that I've <laughs> had a chance to catch up with who's just played anywhere in that region. So, uh, you know, in North Africa, mm -hmm. like, what was that like? 
Uh, I chose Egypt. Uh, well, first of all, I always wanted to go to Egypt to visit, you know, just to experience the pyramids, experience the people, just to visit, you know. Even though coming in, I know I knew this was going to be a difficult type of. It was going to be difficult for me to, um, you know, to be adjusted to the culture, just because of, you know, I'm not religious. I'm not a religious guy, but they are, you know, religious people. They go by this. They go by this. You know, at this time they pray at time. They do this. They do things a certain way. Um, but it was an offer that I couldn't turn down. It was an offer I couldn't refuse. You know, uh, there's the best one is not so great, but you know, in a situation where like you know, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, business, it was a bad, it was the best business opportunity for me to be there. And I met some cool people. <laughs> I met some really, really cool people. I ended up meeting a lot of Americans out there. Uh, it, it was it was a great experience. Definitely very different. Definitely very different. Like a uh, over like like you can get an over for maybe ten cents. A over costs ten cents. Like or like you know over, you know costs like, you know you can get one from like you can travel maybe couple miles and you only spending like twenty dollars you know it's like super cheap you know and um i really had to get adjusted just to the culture that was the biggest that was that was probably the biggest uh thing i had to get adjusted to but you know basketball i love basketball and i can play anywhere on this earth to be honest i can play on the moon if they had baskets up there like <laughs> let's do it you know <laughs> so the love of love for the game like i, I love it you know, and uh, I always love it, like, no matter what. They should have baskets on the moon. You could probably uncork some pretty nasty oh. ducks on the moon, I would have to think. Yo, we gotta, we gotta talk to Elon. We gotta talk to Elon Musk. And, hey, <laughs> put basketball on the moon, please. <laughs> yeah. No, no Brad, and I, rem- I remember, actually, now that we're talking about this, for Egypt, when I believe you first announced that you had signed there, that you were going there for your next season of basketball like a, a year or two ago I, I want to say i think bill amos a guy who is pretty well traveled himself he's played all over he like immediately took notice of that he's like wow man well good luck best of luck to you or so, something like that if, if memory serves do, <laughs> do you remember that uh-huh. yeah yeah i remember that i remember that <laughs> i remember i remember you saying that to me and um you know he he actually visited there he actually visited and uh, he told me a little bit about it, but it was one of those things where you have to experience it yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. So definitely different, definitely a culture shock. Um, but like I said, they have wonderful people there and uh, I definitely would uh, visit there. But if I visit, it will only be for two or three days. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, yeah. <laughs> Brandon, what is the uh, what is the wildest thing that overseas basketball has allowed you to see? Just something that you like you you know visually saw or experienced, and you're just like I like I cannot I cannot believe that. Wow, um, I have, I have to think about this one. I can't really think. Maybe maybe if I can think of one is when I think it was I think it was like my second year, and I think. That tragedy that it happened in uh, Paris. Yeah, uh, I think I think it was 
2014, 2015 or something, a tragedy, a very bad tragedy happened in Paris. It was a movie theater. The explosion there, like a movie theater, that happened. And I went to visit Paris because of time off. I had to, I had to visit, I visit Paris. I had time off. And then it was so crazy. Everybody was, everybody was walking around with machine guns and like <laughs> everything was locked down. Like they had, it was super secured, you know? And that probably was one of the craziest things because like, I think in America, I don't think you, you're seeing that. You're not seeing, you're not seeing officers walking around with rifles. Like, you know, you're not seeing like every, you know, you're not seeing, um, you're not, you're just not seeing that, you know? And uh, I think that was a pretty shock to me. That was one. That was one. But it's plenty of. I'm pretty sure it's plenty of more. I just can't can't think of right off the top of my head. So and, that how um how soon after that tragedy was it that you were in the city? Was it like like days or like it happened like while you were there? Uh no, it was it happened before. So it happened okay. like a week before, and okay. I and I just and I was like, hey, I was all excited. Then I went to go visit. Yeah, it was just crazy. Gotcha, gotcha. So, hey, Brad, I mean, more from just like a pure uh, basketball standpoint, um, I think, you know, people remember you at, during your playing days here as this just a hard-nosed guy, you know, give you double-figure scoring a game, uh, be one of the, the most intense defenders on the team, uh, slashing, scoring, uh, you know, occasional three-point shot, you know, get you a steal here or there all around contributor how much has your game evolved uh or have did you bring that same formula to europe to be successful uh i feel like um i feel like my game became more sharp uh became i became a much more smarter player a much more player where if you need a basket i can get a basket so i feel like i became a much more all around player because of the work i put in um, I put a lot of work in after I left uh, UH and it showed, you know, it showed, but, um, I'm still that player that play with tons of energy all over the floor, uh, ready, ready for whatever the team needs me to do. But, um, yeah, my, my game became so much, so much, so much polished right now that I'm very happy of what I'm, where I'm at right now with my game. I mean, you could hit the three ball while you were here, but is that something that specifically progressed for you, like in Europe? Because I know it's all about like shooting and spacing, mm -hmm. right? These days. Yeah, it's all about shooting and spacing, uh, reading how how well you play the pick and roll. Um, I remember one time, like when I was in France, like you know, I was a corner shooter. Like they said, I had plays where I was shooting the corner three. You know, uh, there were plays where. Um, you know, I, I came off um, ball screens and, you know, slashing, you know, it was it was it was is very mechanic, you know, type feel like when you plan in Europe uh, rather than more like loosey goosey, you know. Um, but, yeah, it all depends on the system. It all depends on the system you're in, the coach. You know how that goes. <laughs> but uh, I'm but. I was still able. I'm still able to, to do what I do. Uh, coaches, the, the ones that recruit me. They um they make play they they make the plays and they do things where they um see where you know what fits best for me and my game you know so uh, for the past couple for the past two or three years I'm grateful to have coaches that know how to 
fit where, where my game should be. As you said, you, you can get a coach every once in a while who, who just tries to do something out of something he read in a book, right? Uh, oh, man. Yeah, writing a book, and then you get a coach where it's like, you know, like, did you even, like, look at my film when you recruited me? <laughs> like, 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 you know what I can do. Why did you bring me here to do that? Like, one year in Germany, my third year in Germany, this guy, he brought me in to be a four man. Like, <laughs> like I'm not a four. Like, I can't play the four. I'm going against freaking. Uh, was it that year? I, that year I played Christian. That year uh-huh. I, was, I was playing Stan Christian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like sticking Stan. Yeah, pre- yeah, sticking <laughs> sticking Christian. Like yo, you, like, you had to now, guard like, Christian. You were matched up with Christian. I I matched up with Christian. I matched up. I matched up with a few guys. That's. Uh, those big time names and like they was bigger than me. I'm like, yo, like I can't play the four. So he figured out like halfway through the season, like, oh, Brandon can't play the four. I don't need him on my team. And that was my first time getting cut. I'm like, I'm like, well, fine. If I'm getting cut because I'm not in my right position, then that's fine with me. You know? But like I said, it's crazy, man. He's crazy. <laughs> all right, all right. I got I gotta back this up for a moment. I mean, what was it like playing yep. against Christian who's you know, probably one of the most uh, unique personalities of a player I have ever covered uh, during their time at yeah. UH. I mean, he would get to the free throw line all the time, but he had, like, he was known as much for his antics as his game, and his game was good. So, like, I mean, did he hit you with, like, like, because he would trash talk, he would do the occasional flop, he would, he would, uh, any anything he could do to, like, you know, turn the game in his favor, he would do. So did he, did he give you that yep. when you matched up? Yep. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, Christian always have that flame in him. He's, he's, he's a u- very unique guy. Like you said, uh, he's always had that gladiator. Like nobody's gonna defeat me. Nobody's gonna, like, if you put me in the cage, like I remember one time we had like a beach workout, like at 6 a.m. in the morning. And he come up to me randomly and it's like, and we, and we're roommates, by the way. Like, that's my roommate. <laughs> he like, he like, he like, he like, if it was me and you in a, in a cage, like in a gauntlet cage, like, who do you think would come out and win? Like, who do you think would die? Like, I will, he was pretty much told me that he will not die. He will kill me if it had to come down to it. Right? <laughs> I'm like, all right, Christian. <laughs> oh, that's you. That's you. But it was wonderful matching up against him. Like he keep he's always that flame always in him and it's never gonna go away, you know. That that you know, that go, 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 you know, do whatever it takes. And uh it was it was a pleasure to meet up with him again. And uh we still keep in contact right now. He's uh right now in the Philippines, I think. Yeah. And uh He's he had a great yeah he's been having a really nice successful uh, career for himself over, in you know in Asia where where I'm trying to trying to be but uh, those Asian countries they they looking for big men not small guys like me so I'm trying to see what a country see one one of those countries see if they can put me in there. All right, well, Spear, uh, since you brought up the beach workouts, the that you guys did your annual under Gib Arnold the. You guys would be getting out there like pre-dawn for these beach workouts at at uh Queens Beach, um, in Waikiki, mm-hmm. and you know all kinds of different exercises and and 
and drills and, mm-hmm. and, you know, some were team oriented, some were just on you. Mm-hmm. I remember coming out to like, you know, cover the quote unquote championship of King of the King of the Beach for a couple of years there, mm-hmm. back to back. If memory serves, you won it one year and then Christian came in and did he win it the next year? Was that like the, the year that when you were talking about, like, who do you think would win if we were in a cage together? Uh, I, I can't remember. I, I can't remember. I don't, I'm not sure. Actually, I think Christian Amos maybe might have won. won year. Okay. Okay. Did you ever win one? Chris, I did. I did not win one. Okay. I did not win one. My mistake. I know. My mistake. No, that's okay. Christian won my junior year, my senior year. Did Valdez won? Maybe Valdez. Maybe Valdez won my senior year. Okay. Yeah, I, I can't remember. I can't remember. Can't remember. But yeah, maybe Valdez. Oh wait, wait. Oh, I really can't remember. I, I, I can't remember my senior year. I know Valdez won won one, and that would have had to have been. Anyway, I do get my time my, yeah. my years crossed every once in a while. But but mm-hmm. um, all right. Well, you know, since we're we're uh, kind of reminiscing here, Brandon, let me go back a little further mm-hmm. to. I mean, as we said, you're a Chicago guy. Uh, you finished your high school career at Simeon High School, which was was and is, you know, a pretty pretty big name for for high school basketball. Uh, it's where Derek Rose played, a number of other guys. Uh, D-, D Rose led them to a couple of state championships back to back. I think l- the last one being 2007, and then uh, your team, your senior year, you you helped lead that team to a four A 4A, uh, championship there in Chicago. What do you remember from from that time? Because you were a, a pretty you know, touted recruit. Like I saw something that you were like 139th in the country rated prospect that yeah. year. Uh, and you ended up going to the university of Dayton for your freshman year. But does what, what do you kind of remember from that time coming out of high school there in Chicago? Very competitive place. Uh, oh, so much. Uh, let's see. Well, obviously I won, I won the state championship my senior year of high school. Um, growing up, I went my freshman, sophomore year, I went to, a school called Hales Franciscan. Uh, this was the school was uh, I don't know guys like Jerome Randall, um, Javale McGee came to Hales one year. He played one year, and uh, it was very famous. But I ended up transferring to Simeon. Uh, funny thing is, my freshman year, uh, the Simeon coach talked to me because I wanted to go to Simeon, but I was like, Hey, Simeon, not showing me enough love blah, blah, blah. But down the road, I end up, when I was leaving Hales, I'll end up uh, contacting Simeon. And the coach is like, hey, you should have came here your freshman year, you know, blah, blah, blah. So it, it was funny from there, you know, we from there we had like a little little connection. And uh, Coach Rob, that's his name, the coach at Simeon, we end up just having like a bond, you know, and I end up going to Simeon my junior year. That's when um, what happened my junior. We didn't. Did we reach my 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 junior? We didn't reach down state. We didn't reach. We didn't reach the. Uh, I think we made it to like regionals, and then we ended up losing. But it wasn't a good. It wasn't a good year. Um, the, that year, a lot of people was you know saying, "Oh, Simeon is over. The dynasty is over. Derrick Rose left. These players are garbage." Like. You know, Coach Robs to go coach in college, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then my senior year came around. 
my senior year came around, that's when Jabari Parker was a freshman. And we ended up getting some uh, some good recruits uh, coming in from different schools. But I was uh, the main guy on that team. Um, so things got turned, things started to turn around, um, started to become a winning culture again. Um, I traveled. We, we did a lot of traveling uh, on the East Coast. Uh, I think we went down to Florida for a tournament. We did, went to Philly for a tournament. Uh, I ended up being a, I be, ended up being in the dunk contest with Victor Oladipo and some other guy. Yeah, it was, it was really fun. It was really fun. Um, and like I said, that year we ended up winning the state title, my senior year. And uh, yeah, throughout that, throughout my high school career, I was playing AAU ball, and um, I was heavily ranked in the nation, uh, top well, being top thirty. Uh, I think. I think it was a it was a couple guys that year uh that was close to me. I think I was like one thirty, Victor Oladipo was like one like I think um Victor Oladipo was one thirty four or something like that. But we was like we was always like neck to neck, uh with like guards, you know. And uh yeah, yeah, it was it was a good time. It was a good time. It was a good time. Um uh, it was the high school my high school career was everything that I wanted to be, you know, the outcome was great. So, and then you, the outcome was great. yeah, as, as I said, you, you ended up at, at Dayton, which, you know, I mean, they're coming off a really good year with Obi Toppin, you know, <laughs> this past year, I would have really liked to have seen mm-hmm. what they could have done in the tournament. Caught them on uh, Maui for the Maui Invitational and they were awesome going up against Kansas. But, uh, I mean, that, that's a story program, you know, over there in like the A-10 and, yeah. Um, what, what was that like for you? I mean, how are you feeling going into that? I, I know it didn't work out, but I mean, it, that's not a bad place to land coming straight out of high school. Yeah. No, not, no, not at all. Uh, I love Dayton. Oh, man, I love Dayton. The, the school is great. Um, I end up being coached by a guy named Brian Gregory. I think he's coaching at USF right now. But uh, Brian's a great guy. Um, he was he recruited me strong. He was the only person that uh, that was showing so much interest. Um, he came to my house. He spent time with my mother. Um, the assistant coach, um, coach, um, coach Nan, came out, spent time. Uh, they, they they was always there. Like they was always there. And uh, for instance, day one. So um, really appreciate Dayton. Really appreciate Dayton for showing the love, and I had to sign there. Um, they, they were showing too much love, and uh, they guaranteed a few things, but it didn't happen. Didn't work, and I ended up leaving, transferring to Hawaii. So was it was it kind of a situation where like they they really? Well, I did one one year do. Yeah, Indian Hills. Uh, I, I'm gonna ask you about that too because you, you crossed paths with one Roderick, <laughs> Roderick Bobbitt while you were there. Um, Yes, sir. <laughs> but uh, so it was a kind of a situation where you were, you know, felt like you were promised like a certain le- level of role and it just kind of didn't materialize that way. Yeah. Well, for myself, I think mine was a little bit too big coming out of high school. Um, it's my older self talking to my younger son. <laughs> I was, I was just a little bit too big headed and I feel like there were like two seniors or two upperclassmen playing over me. And I'm like, hey, like, I'm ready now, you know, like, play me, you know, I'm ready. And I felt like that and I ended up transferring because I felt like 
you know, I wasn't getting a fair, you know, I wasn't getting a fair shot. That's all. Like I'm coming off a, a state championship at Simeon High School. Like I, I'm the man here, kind of thing. Yeah, like exactly. Like yeah, like, and we was and, and that um and that um and that Dayton, I think we was top five recruiting freshman class, and we was we was the best freshman class they had. They had. Yeah, he's the best freshman. I think probably the best freshman recruiting class they had. Okay. You know, recruiting, like, coming in. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, I probably was one of the highest guards that ever committed to that school. I'm like, yeah, like, top 10, one of the highest guards that committed to that school. And, uh, yeah, man, I just felt I wasn't, <laughs> felt things wasn't going my way. I'm like, all right. Let me just get out of here. You know, it's one of those. Indian Hills. I mean, it gave you a, a opportunity to, I guess, uh, play for for one of the best JUCO programs at that time. I think you guys were ranked number one uh, in the national JUCO ranks for at least a lot of that season. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I said, yeah. you, you had Roderick Bobbitt as a teammate, um, and he was doing his triple doubles with steals mm-hmm. stuff uh, there. Even you know, I think it took him an extra year uh or two before he made it out to hawaii because you guys did not actually play as teammates at hawaii um but mm-hmm. what what was that like just that kind of stop over and playing with him oh it was great man i love robert i love rob uh, roger <clears throat> that's my guy for life uh it was it was great uh we was actually roommates when i was in uh, jc and we would pretty much do everything together and he's probably one of the funniest guys well, probably one of the funniest guys I've been around. <laughs> so uh, we have a great relationship. Um, and I told him he ended up he ended up contacting me like, "Hey, bro, I'm thinking about going to Hawaii. I'm thinking about doing what you did." Uh, the coach love uh, coach love my game, um, and I'm thinking about doing it. I just told him like, "Go for it, like you know, go for it. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love the island. Uh, you're gonna love the food. <laughs> you're gonna love the atmosphere. Like it's great, you know." And and that from there, from there, he was like, "All right, bro, I'm I'm doing this." So, you know, I gave him the blessings, like, "Hey, do it." <laughs> so, yeah. what was it like I for wish, you? I wish we could have played. Man. Yeah, that would have that would have been cool. But uh, mm-hmm. what was it like for you watching? You know what what he and you know his teammates were able to ultimately accomplish there with that first NCAA tournament win in program history. Man, that was that was that was great. That was that was great. I mean, they they really had a, a great. Um, they really had a, a great team, you know. Uh, it was well put together. Um, it, it was great to see. It was wonderful to see. That's, you know, exactly what I wanted to do, you know, when I was there at UH. But, um, shoot, man, uh, him being – him doing that, him making that happen for the team is just as good as me, you know, not going. Like, I get – like, it's cool. Like, he just filled that spot in for me. So, it felt good, you know, to see that. And to experience that, and I know the guys were, yeah, I, I seen like videos, and I talked to a few of the guys throughout the years. You know, they're happy, and it's going to go down as UH, you know, UH history is one, probably one of the best teams, you know. So, man, it was, it's it's great. It's really great. I love to see it. I love to see it. Well, Brandon, your junior year out here, your first year in a Hawaii uniform, uh, you you pretty quickly establish yourself as you know like. As I said, like an all-around contributor, glue guy for the team, uh, slasher, scorer. Fourth game of your career, 
is when you play your home state institution, Illinois, mm. University of Illinois, Kansas yeah. Stand Sheriff Center, as a stopover game for mm. them on the way to the Maui Invitational. And yeah. you guys gave them everything you had. Game goes to overtime. Uh, I, I want to say it was DJ Richards, Richardson hit the, hit the shot from the corner to win it in overtime. But yeah. it, that was a hard-fought contest. And the game I will probably remember you the most for from if I'm thinking back on your career. Uh, you had 20 mm-hmm. points, like nine rebounds. Just like wore your heart on your sleeve the entire 45 minutes. I think you played all but like one minute of that game or something. Uh, yeah. So kudos to you, first of all. But what do you remember from that game? I know it. I remember you being there and in the, the media room afterwards, just like the emotion still really raw. Cause I know how much it, like you, you spoke to like how much it would have meant to you to, to beat that team. Um, yeah. And come so, have, having come so close to it. What do you remember now? Uh, just very emotional. Before the game, like I was. If not, not even before the game. Like as soon as I seen that we had Illinois on our <laughs> on our teams to play, like I was amped up. I was amped, you know, and I couldn't wait for that moment. Like I circled that date. Like I I shot my exercise. I put in the extra work for that game, you know, like all my life, you know, uh, growing up, coming out, you know, from Chicago, you know, getting overlooked by your home, you know, home state team. Like you know that 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 feel, you know, you feel some type of way about that. And I feel like they always overlooked me, you know. I never got a call. I never got a – I never even got a uh, – not even – nothing in the mail, you know. Never even got, like, you know, anything. So I was really, really upset about that. And um, just to be able to play them, you know, at UH, like, you know, it's, it's it was game time. It was game time. I was so excited. So many emotions was going through me. And I just wanted to go out there and play hard, like, just hard and, and and get the win, you know. I was telling the guys how much this meant to me, you know. And then they was, you know, they, they was fighting, you know. Jace, I think Jace, yeah, Jace was the point guard. Jace to beat him, mm-hmm. yeah. Jace, Jace, he did everything in his power to to look at look at me, make sure I get the ball, make sure, you know, I was ready. I told all my teammates, I'm ready. Uh, Vander, Vander was. Vander was one of the guys that was by my side that was ready for war and and it was it was a great game. Um it was a tough it was a tough loss and uh and it was a tough it was a tough loss for me. Couldn't stop uh, I was very emotional. Couldn't stop thinking about what if I would have did this, what if we would have did that, blah 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 blah. But uh as of today, uh, I'm just grateful that I had the opportunity to play uh, against you know, the, that Illinois team, because that Illinois team was very good. Uh, I think they ended up making the tournament that year. Brandon Paul was mm-hmm. a great player for them, a great player for them. Uh, and Richardson, that's what he do. Like, you can't leave him. We can't leave him open in the corner. I can't leave him open anywhere. You know, he was going to knock that down. So um, it was fun. It was fun. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's how the ball goes. But. I'm happy to experience that and uh, very happy that, um, you know, I played good against them. As I said, I mean, that to me, that goes down as one of the defining kind of moments of your career in my memory, for sure. Um, and you had some great games after that. Don't get me wrong, but but that really yeah. stands out to me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you, you play one more year. You guys 
I, I think uh, probably one of the tougher losses I think you probably had to go through if I had to imagine Brandon was the final game of your career, which was the the Northridge game in the Big West tournament. Um, that went yeah. to overtime yeah. as well, and uh, just back and forth. Um, you know those those sharp shooting uh, Northridge guards and. Um, I mean, you you had Stan, Stan Hardinger and Fotu and, and your guys, you know, uh, Keith Schamberger, and didn't go your way. But my question for you, Brandon, is obviously it was your final career game. Could you have at all imagined that was Gibbs' final career game? It just the way things ended up playing out, like he never coached again in, in, in an official capacity. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's weird, you know, how how that goes. Uh, but Gib, you know, Gib is my guy. Pretty sure he can coach somewhere else if he, if he, if he wanted to. Uh, great coach, great coach. And, uh, probably one of the best coaches that, that coached me because he always believed in me. He believed in what I can do and he, he listened to me. You know, I listened to him and we had a really great, really great relationship. Uh, but that last game, it definitely hurted me. Um, you know, I think like, you know, the night before you think like, hey, this could be my last college game, you know. So just go leave out, leave it everything on the floor. But uh like you said, those Northwest guards was really good. I think they had a guy with Green or something like that. Uh-huh. Josh Josh Green. Yeah. Josh Green, Josh Green. Yeah, he was and they Steph- had like two uh, other guards. Stefan Hicks. 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 Yeah, Hicks was strong. Um, yeah, they they had a great team. They had a great team, but did they end up losing that next round? Uh, they actually got all the way to the. They won one more. They lost to Cal Poly in in the championship game, and Cal Poly was like the seven seed that year, so it was a really oh. weird bracket. And they were the five seed. Northridge was so it was seven versus five right. in the championship. Like that was like nothing had that, like that had happened before. So it was yeah. It was kind of one of those man. If you know if Hawaii had found a way to get get by Northridge, it, it was like wow, the bracket's like wide open, you know. But uh, but you never know, right? That's that's basketball, as you said. Yep, that's how it goes. That's how it goes. <laughs> no, I mean, well, Brandon, you, you touched on. I mean, how how much you know how strong your relationship with Gibb was, and I remember as everything you know all the fallout for what ended up happening in the years. Because it took multiple years for everything to finally shake out, right, with the NCAA. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I remember you making some comments or something along the line. Like, I mean, you really had Gibbs back, I think, was, was kind of mm-hmm. the, the message I got from you. And uh, you appreciated him as a coach. And um, some of the vilif- vilification that took place, you were just not on board with. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I guess I, I'd be interested in your take on just – after everything shook out, you know, like what, what was kind of your, with the NCAA and then with, the, you know, you guys, unfortunately, the two years were there is the two years they decided to vacate the wins. Like I, I, when I would do my pregame, I would never, you know, I would always count each and every game that was played because the wins and losses were settled on the court, in my opinion, just due to some technicality, I wasn't going to just, you know, ignore that. Um, what was kind of your memory of, of just that whole time and, how it ended up shaking out and because to this day, obviously you still uh, respect Gibb as a coach. Oh yeah. And, and I still keep up with Gibb. We, we, we text. So it's, it's all love between us. Um, but with the college uh, during that time, um, it was, um, I guess it was a weird time, you know, I guess as players, we, 
we didn't know so much, you know. It was only so much that we that we knew, you know. But um, but what I did know was give what I got to know is give the the person I got to know, you know, like him as a person, the his, his the type of person that he you know he is, you know, he's he's a great guy to be around, you know, and uh, I really learned a lot from him on and off the court, and um. If you know, I would hang out with Gib. I would come to his house. You know, I would hang out with his kids. Like it was, it was, it was fun. You know, it was, it was all nice. Um, so like all those like whatever legal actions or whatever happened, you know, it happened. But I, I always have like good memories in the back of my head. You know, so it's it's, it's some things that as a player you can't control. You know. Those things we can control, but you know, growing, you know, having building relationships, you know, that stuff is is organic, and it comes natural with having a great relationship with, with a coach where a coach believes in you, and and that and that's that's also that's a great feeling when a coach believes in you. Gotcha. Um, out of curiosity, what was your your reaction when uh, when you heard that they were going to vacate your wins from the NCAA standpoint? Uh, to be honest, I, I really didn't care. Uh, I really didn't care. Um, I was like, okay, well, we played those games already. So, <laughs> like, you can't just, I mean, you, you take away from the, the history books, but it's fine. Like, we were players. Players played here. We we were here. We we experienced the blood, sweat, the tears throughout those, you know, throughout the years, you know? So, can't take that back. So, uh, I can always live with that. Well, you guys, uh, your senior year went 20 and 11. It was the first 20 win season in, I believe, a decade at that point. 2003-04 was the previous one. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, you'll always have at least that, uh, having reached that threshold, uh, if not, you know, in a technical sense on paper. But, um, mm-hmm. Brandon, I'll just ask you one or two more and I'll cut you loose. Yep. You we touched on some of the, the cast of characters that you played with during your two years out here. Uh Christian Stan Hardinger at the at the top of that list probably. Uh but uh, I mean you talked about Vander, um, you know, standing strong with him your junior year. Keith Schamber was, was a guy you, you played with, right, for, for a season there. Yeah. Uh your senior year. Davis Rositas was there for your for your two years. Um yeah. Out of all the guys I named, or maybe somebody else that I'm that I'm uh, neglecting to mention, who was the most interesting mm-hmm. guy you played with? Oh man, that's something I gotta think about right there. I mean, for sure, Christian, absolutely for sure, Christian is. But if I can think of another player, oh, man, maybe, maybe if I can think about the team that I was on my senior year, maybe. Maybe Brandon Zawato. Maybe Zawato. Interesting. Yeah, I would say maybe maybe Zawato was a little bit of an interesting guy. Yeah. Ha- have you tracked what what he's done since he? Because I believe he played like in uh, was it Indonesia for for a while there as a yeah. pro, and he's got this huge following now. Like it's kind of like a fashion icon. Uh, have you have yeah. you stayed in touch or tracked what happened to him? Yeah, yeah, I stay in touch with Zawato. Uh, yeah, he have his. Uh, he have a huge following. Like, um, he do clothing, he do photography, 
he do uh yeah he playing basketball thailand i think yeah playing basketball in thailand he, he's very loved out there and i see he doing this thing so i'm happy i'm happy for him man that's that you know that that's him right there like he's he's different like he's just um very different like color nails like wild hair you know he's just he's just different but he's, he's cool different you know all right, Brandon. So last question for you. You exited the program as the one and only winner of the Tip of the Spear Award recipient at the team banquet. <laughs> Gib Gib made that award specifically that year. And I think it was, at least in his in his mind, was gonna be, you know, an, an annually given award. Uh you know, that ended up being his last year as coach, so it did not endure. So you are the one and only recipient of the Tip of the Spear Award <laughs> in the history of the University of Hawaii basketball program. Um, and it, you know, uh, when they introduced that award, they listed five uh, um, attributes that, you know, make up that award. And I'll find them right here. I wrote them down. The five values oh, wow. are humility, enthusiasm, accountability, relentlessness, and teammanship. And there was a, a Hawaiian translation for each each word. Um, to go with that award. So my question for you, Brandon Spearman, is: Do you still have your tip of the spear award lying around somewhere? And uh, what does it mean to you to be the one and only guy to receive that award? Well, I do not have my tip of the spear award. That's a great question. I'm, I'm now. I'm curious of where exactly is that? <laughs> Maybe it's still in Hawaii. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure that's, that's crazy. Um, wow. That's crazy. Cause there was a physical, like a physical, like wooden spear or something like that, right? It was a wooden spear. Yeah. It was like a spear. Yeah. Wow. What happened to that? I don't think it, I really don't think it made the trip <laughs> back to the, back to the mainland with me. I don't know what happened. Probably, I don't know if somebody stole it or what. Oh my That's goodness. Good question. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, Gib. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, I, I remember that. I remember that. And uh, I'm very grateful, very honored for that, uh, achievement. Uh, could have been anybody, but, um, I feel like I said, me and Gib had that relationship and, uh, I think we kind of like spoke the same language on the court. So <laughs> it was, it was great. It was like I was a coach on the court. And, um, you know, he was coached off the court, obviously, but he was, he was just well connected. Well, Brandon Spearman, I think it's probably poetic that you are the one and only winner of the tip of the spear award. I mean, it's right, <laughs> it's right there in the name. It's baked in. So, uh, <laughs> congratulations for that, man. Um, hey, uh, I'll take it. Spear, thanks so much for, for making a little time, uh, until you get off to your, your next leg of your pro uh, career journey it's been quite a journey already uh as you said i'm sure there's much more to come but um thanks again man and uh take care of yourself and and your family for this uh christmas holiday yeah you too uh stay safe and uh let's make sure we do everything possible to stay healthy out here